<laughs> God! That was the anticipation. Hey, by the way, everybody, welcome back to another... 700 a lot. A 700 a lot? Are we getting close to 800 yet? No? No, we're, no, we're early sevens, right? Okay. I'm going to give a special thanks to Rosie, who came down. Rosie, Rosie from Challenge and KSEO, got bless mm-hmm. her. She's amazing, yeah. Death. And she, we got what she wanted. She wanted vodka, yeah. cranberry juice, fresh lime. I was impressed. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Rosie is the morning uh, host of... Um, uh, is it Good Morning Santa Cruz? Good Morning Monterey Bay. Good Morning Monterey Bay, yeah, yeah. And Rosie's been there forever, uh, 32 years. Uh, radio just, stations on its swan song, and she was so gracious, right? Yep. I give her credit because. She didn't put anybody on the box. Wow, I really thought. She, I thought. She, we thought she was going to let. I thought the vodka was going to go. Well, no, no. The, the, the opinion vodka. stayed in, the boobs came out. That was what happened. So, <laughs> well done, Rosie, for yeah. sharing the family. Um, but tonight. Tonight, uh, back, he's back. Lots to talk about. With, there is a lot. A lot to talk about with, with and we have no, we have uh, notes. When was the last time we had notes? I don't remember. I think Jimmy maybe got notes. I don't, I don't even think. I don't even think Panetta gets notes. Panetta yeah. didn't want wine. He didn't want to put the notes. Yeah. Anyway, we have notes tonight. John Laird's back. John, thank you for coming back to the show. My pleasure. Um, hey, John, you're like the miracle worker in Sacramento, because you get shit done a lot really quickly. Right. A lot happened this year. A lot year. has been this happening. This was really right? a good year. And I think of the eight years and the two stretches I've been in the legislature, I don't think I was as tired or as busy as, as this one was, and yet I don't think we got enough, uh, I ever did as much. It was uh, productive. And there was even one time, I think it was the weekend before the last week of session, and we were in it. And so I was on the team that was negotiating all day on the climate bills, and at 5 o'clock the governor... Uh, office said, well, we'll be negotiating tonight on Diablo Canyon. Who will be doing that? And the majority leader says, oh, the night shift is coming on. And I said, that's not fair. I was on the day shift. Because <laughs> we just did all that till we tied down the deals and got them done at the end. of what's it, what's it like being up there and being in the trenches and getting involved and getting bills done and the day shift, the night shift. What's it like being in the trenches? It, it's chaotic. Is it friendly? Is it fr- is it, it's friendly. Is it like the, but, is it like well, there are moments. It, it, it's chaotic for the big things because there's so many interests. The governor, the assembly, the Senate, there's differences in the Senate, differences in the assembly. Uh, the, the governor has people arguing in his, ear, in his own staff. And then there's all the stakeholders outside that think, oh, this isn't going the right way. And, and with the climate thing, we had this 12-member climate working group and I chaired it. We had 25 meetings and the first nine were every stakeholder in the universe. So we had the building trades unions and, and other unions and environmental justice groups and environmental groups. Mm-hmm. And then we had businesses and uh, uh, we had local governments, energy providers. And then because the 12 senators were of different political stripes from different areas of the state, uh, it was really ethnically split we then hashed it out. And so by the time we were in the end, we knew what we wanted to do. We knew what the facts were, but we were really trying to bring the governor along and the assembly along and get to where there would be agreement and something he would sign. So you're hashing out with people who are against you, right? Some are. Right. 
Yes, and uh, you see, the thing about it is, is if you go back one year, uh, at the end of the session the year before, there was only one strong climate bill that died on the floor on the last day of session with just 14 votes that need 21 in the Senate. I tried. I, I was a supporter. And so that's when the Senate president said, this isn't going to happen again. And so we did that. We had our own 15 bills. I had the biggest one on on different interim goals and really kick-starting what we're doing on climate. But the the interesting thing was is the governor parachuted in with about three weeks to go and said, I want these four big things, and I'm going to adopt John's bill as the fifth. Mm -hmm. And so we had these all these bills of our own, my bill with his four, and all the bills that he brought to the floor had died in previous years. He was supporting things that had not been passed. Right. And so right. I thought for a while, oh, this isn't going to happen. Right. And then we worked it through, and by the time one of them died in the assembly, every single one got out of the Senate. And so, and that's what, this is completely separate. Thank God we got a half hour. More than that. <laughs> yeah, but, we'll be here all that long. Yeah, but, but the, <laughs> can you? Yeah, uh, uh, they're having strokes right now. <laughs> the, the, uh, the thing is, is so this is climate, and then, um, you know, the governor wanted to keep Diablo Canyon open an extra few years, and that was a big thing. And then I was doing 19 bills, and then the Watsonville Hospital thing uh, was going all year long. So it was an unbelievable, and I chaired the Education Budget Subcommittee, and we had 15 hearings, and we had the best budget for education that we've had in modern times. So it was just like an how intense you, year. Wow. How, do you keep, how do you keep, I think, I think you're working on separate. Are uh, more things more important to you than other things, or what's yeah, number you know, one? Is there a number one? Well, there never can be because, to me, the Watsonville Hospital thing went from the first day of session to the last day of session, and it was like, and there was always something that needed to move it to the next stage, and so. It, 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 can you give for people watching because they may not know we're talking about Watsonville Community Hospital. That went from a private it situation. It was owned by a hedge fund. Okay. And it announced at the end of last year they were going bankrupt. And at first they were going to lay off all 600 people and close the hospital right. in a few weeks. I thought the hospital was closed. I, uh, no, yeah. it wasn't. But that's what they were threatening to do. Right. And then it went to bankruptcy court. The minute it went to bankruptcy court, there was the option to buy it. And there, it, it kept it open for a few months in that. And so... We came back in January, and I, in the jargon, gutted and amended a bill that I had on the assembly floor, amended in a hospital district for the Pajaro Valley, and 19 days later, the governor signed it into law. Normally, it takes six or seven right. uh, uh, months. And mm. for people that don't usually follow the process, I mean, normally, if you set up a new district, you have this process, LAFCO, and you argue about the district with other cities, and it mm -hmm. goes on for a year. Um, I just took the, the school district boundaries, took Aptos out, and dropped it in, and that became the hospital district <laughs> boundary. And then, they, well, we have to elect people. Yeah, we do. We don't have time for that. So we'll set up five people, and we'll have the County Board of Supervisors uh, uh, appoint them for their elections. And then people said, we want studies. We want you to do studies. You add committees. Uh, uh, slows the bill down, it doesn't get there, so I'm like, okay, I'll do, a, so yeah. I'll do a second bill that does the studies. Right. I commit to doing that, but we have to move this bill. Right. And it just, uh, I did what it takes 
to have it signed, and then the bill, uh, I mean, the district was, I don't know, five days old, and the bankruptcy court accepted its bid. And then we had six months to raise $65 million. And where'd that come from? It came, 40 million came locally, but Robert Rivas and I produced 25 million from the state. And when we did that, and that was sort of announced sometime around May or June, and there'd already been about 25 million raised, and so then we were within 15 or 17 million. And it, you know, before the, I knew in the, initially it was gonna be 10 million that I was gonna get to the Senate, he was gonna get 10 million from the assembly, to 20 million, and I sort of made this calculation that isn't quite enough. It's I got a few things pushed out, moved the Senate to 15 million, got 25, <laughs> and then when we did that, that's Are you shooting pool for that? Is it like a <laughs> cue ball, like eight ball quarter this, clock? This was, a, this was a very rich budget year. And so mm. some legislators could get as much as 30 million for what they wanted. And so half of mine went to the Watsonville Hospital. And then I did a homeless shelter in Monterey, a transportation project in Monterey, uh, a, a ranch, started a conservation easement on a 35,000 acre ranch, do um, land by the mouth of the Carmel River, saved the, oh, and rebuild we, the Veterans Hall in, yeah. in Cayucos. So you, and, have, you have great yeah. projects. Yeah. You so, really do. Yeah, so I was really trying to get all that done, and, and I, ha I had to shave and push some out, but to me, getting the Watsonville Hospital thing done was number one. And yeah. I was actually calling boards of supervisors because they were contributing and others and pushing people. And there were people that were really worried about it. Oh, the, like one of the, I had a drinks last night with the CEO of Watsonville Hospital. And he says, there's this one analogy you used that I stole, that I used. And it was, because people in January, I'm doing this bill and I am moving it. And I get calls from some people, one in elected office, one that head of the major health institution and said, we're really worried about the operations. We don't know if the operations are working. I said, stop, this is like a hurdle race. The first hurdle is me getting this bill. Yeah. The second hurdle is getting the bid accepted. Yeah. The third mm -hmm. hurdle is raising the money. You're arguing about the fourth hurdle. Let us do these three hurdles and we will right. get there. And right. I, I trust me, right. I will work to make sure you're in this. What's Watsonville without a hospital though? That's, that's, uh, I mean, they would have to go 20, 25 miles either way. Right, you know yeah. the rush hours. Right. I mean, they'd have well, to go into Salinas, so they'd have to go to Dominican. Right. If it was certain hours of the day, yeah. you know what that would mean for emergency. Well, I just want to say, I race at Ocean Speedway in Watsonville. And I've seen, over the 15 years I've been doing it, many ambulances leave with race car drivers having injuries. And thank you. Because well, for me, also, I mean, it's, it's a, a needed necessity of the community, <coughs> but thank you just from a little part of me that I'm out there risking my life, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Well, but you're risking injury. Impossible. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and the thing is, is that um, when you look at that valley and who lives in it, I mean, it is a disadvantaged community. And I was trying to, you, you're in front of these legislative hearings, and you say things and people sort of glaze, like disadvantage, okay. Then I said, here's the percentage of reduced and free school meals, which is an index of 
of disadvantage, something like 80% in the district. Here's the percentage of English language learners. Here's the percent that have housing insecurity there. This is a picture of this community, and without a hospital, all those things are worse. Right, right. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. So uh, anyway, that was... Yeah, congrats. <coughs> the congrats. One, well, yeah, and the one thing I think I was mentioning to you beforehand is that our last day of session was 14 or 16 hours. It's this marathon session, and I'm sitting on the floor, and we're doing these last bills, and we're doing dev rotating at 1.30 in the morning as the last thing. And I get this text from here, and it is a copy of the transfer of the hospital that has been formal oh, transfer oh, on the last day. Yeah, yeah and I was oh, like, yeah, yes, yes, this yeah. is like, it has happened. Because that was a real personal project <coughs> for you, right? It I mean, was, and I don't think, I know how personal it would be, and, I, and it was one of those things that it wasn't just, I'm not just doing a bill, um, I'm calling people about money. <clears throat> I'm calling them to get them involved I am making, I had to call a couple of people and say, without saying too much to indicate who they are, do your job. Mm. Come on here. We need you. This is really, uh, you know, it, it was a team effort and, and there were some people that were sort of for it and were in certain positions of influence and weren't doing much. Yeah. And you think I, that's going to be your legacy when you're down the road retired, you're sitting on Kauai, you're sitting out there in Kauai? Kauai? Is that spot? Is that your legacy? <laughs> you think you're watching it, it might be one of them, but yeah. it's like, to me, it is one, and it's an incredible personal satisfaction. Well, because it, you take, uh, as I was saying before, you take just every skill you have, right. and you put it towards right. something that right. makes a real difference. All the people that work there, all the people in the community that need that hospital, what a relief. I was there yesterday because they were... They're taping a documentary. On you? Uh, no, on the on hospital saving. Yeah. And yeah. they interviewed me for it. Yeah. And people were walking up in the hallway that I didn't know and just going, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank mm. you. And, yeah. and, and there, there were also these really funny moments. The Wall Street Journal was covering it for a while because they had this reporter that was focusing on small hospitals in rural communities that were failing in the current current environment, and there were two others he talked about, like in Kansas, mm -hmm. and somewhere in rural Pennsylvania, uh -huh, and uh -huh. so he was following Watsonville, and when I said that I had to gut and amend a bill, what it means is, is I had a bill on the assembly floor that I could have moved to the governor from the last session, it was sitting there at the beginning, and it was on sea level rise, which I'm passionate about, mm -hmm. and, and you know, I ended up redoing it, but I needed a bill that was most of the way there, and so at some point I thought, well, start that bill over, but I, I need that bill. So I take that bill and I put the hospital district in it because then I just have to have the Senate agree and it goes to the governor and you don't have the same amount of hearings and you, you figure it out. And this Wall Street Journal reporter, he's interviewing me and he says, let me get this right. You were the former secretary for natural resources. You headed the state's oceans program. You're like one of the leading enviros in the legislature and you threw away a sea level rise bill. And I said, Exactly. That tells you how important this hospital was. Right. Wow. Because I, 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 you yeah. know, and I ended up reintroducing it and moving it through. But the thing is, is that that that's just what it was, and yeah. you sort of—that's how important it was. Yeah. And yeah. in the moment, you use whatever tool you have at your disposal. Wow. You know. Yeah. Seriously, it's you amazing. The kitchen, you got the kitchen sink. It's true. Right? And, and the thing about it is, given your applause just now. We never knew 
all, there were times when I think, I'm not sure we're going to do this. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> as I said when the governor, when we all celebrated the end, failure was not an option. Right. But we never knew for sure that we right. were going to be able to do this. Right. There was right. a, that time when we were 15 what, what, million what was the short. Biggest, what, was, what was that biggest total yet that yet you faced? I think it was r raising the money in the second half. Because right. the first money was the easiest money. Yeah. The Board of Supervisors came. Uh, we convinced the Monterey Board of Supervisors to put in $3 because the district goes into Pajaro. Yeah, it, yeah. It, mm -hmm. it deals in, right. in Monterey County. Uh, the Central Coast Health Alliance put money in, the Popular Health Trust. The one that was interesting is Kaiser Hospital. And, you know, they're new to Santa Cruz, and they have, they're building outpatient clinics. And you can't be a physician in the outpatient clinic unless you have privileges at a hospital. And for certain reasons, a lot of them don't have privileges at Dominican. So they have privileges at Watsonville. And if Watsonville Hospital went down, yeah, yeah. Kaiser would go down right, in the county. Right. So, mm -hmm. so that was a point of leverage on mm -hmm. Kaiser. It's mm -hmm. like, come on. Right. And so they gave money in the beginning, and then they gave money right at the end to yeah. close it. Yeah. Wow. I was going to ask about Gavin Newsom, because you've talked to a lot about him in the show so far. Is there something that... thing is is sometimes uh, he's really into the headlines and some of us have to do the grunt work and make sure that that the thing that we to the headlines are done and he's really he's really doing this interesting thing now where once again I don't know how it's going to come out he's a turnovers the first thing you're going to do is make them vote on a tax really you think mm -hmm. that's going to work <laughs> and so it has morphed into a, um, a, a some kind of penalty so I think it's now a majority rather than two-thirds and it's a penalty and nobody's using the word tax mm -hmm. and, and, and so I think he has he has responded but it's interesting to me how much he pushes it about every day he has a press release on the level of the profits that are happening yeah. in that. And I have no idea how that one's going to turn out. Well, it's interesting, that statement of, you know, oil companies having record profits right now, and one person's getting blamed for high gas prices right now, you know? And so that's a really interesting time Just to be the on position. the position. Yeah, and and right? the oil companies came in a few of the legislative races big time, and some they won and some they didn't. And there was an interesting one where the more moderate candidate for the Senate won in Sacramento. And now she's my seatmate. She was on the city council in Sacramento. And the oil companies put $2 million in for her. And she, uh, I don't know what the word is, denounced the contribution. I mean, they did it independent expenditure. So you, if you're a candidate, you have no control over it. And she said, I didn't ask for this. I don't want it. I'm not tied to the oil companies. But I think they were, I, I served, it was Dave Jones was her opponent, who was the state insurance commissioner, mm -hmm. who I served with in the assembly. I think they were as much scared of him being in there 
man wanting her. Wow. And yet she was sort of recurring. So now it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. What does she do on the windfall profits thing? Yeah, after getting all this oil money mm -hmm. and sort of repudiate. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Don't bite the hand that feeds you? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, although she already repudiated the hand that yeah, yeah. So we're going to see. Is she, how many le legislative bills did you work on? Did you work on a bunch? You mean last year? Or in the session that just yeah, ended? Yeah. I think I had 23 or 24, and I got 20 to the governor's desk. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and he signed once you, get to the once you get to the governor's desk, is that, is that uh, almost a lock that you're gonna, it's going to pass? No. 50-50? No. Oh, it's, it's better than even. Right. I think this year he, he vetoed 14% and signed 86. And he did this thing at the end that was painful where he just decided, oh, it's going to be a poor year next year. Any of these that have money, I'm just vetoing. Oh. And it was really across the board, and it wasn't on merit. And it was, I hate, Schwarzenegger did that once, where it's like, oh, none of these bills rise to the level of being concerned. He just vetoed hundreds of bills, and it's like... Without even reading them? Oh, reading, but not taking into account the serious policy that some of them right. are. I consider myself a serious legislator. I mean... I'm not frittering around. I'm not doing something to get a headline. I'm trying to get things done. And so it irritates me when there's that kind of stuff. Hmm. You know, although I can't complain. He signed 19 out of 20. Well, and is that like, do you, yeah. is there, <laughs> do you get the biggest trophy this year? Is there somebody who beat you? I don't know you? if there's somebody that got more, but I'm right up there. So yeah. you get, you're the El Jefe. El Jefe. He gets a skateboard. Yeah. Well, but it, it depends because some of them were big. Right. You, you know, uh, I did one that flew under the radar that I'm really pleased with, and that is here in Santa Cruz, we have mobile home rent control. Mm -hmm. And it's different than sort of residential rent control because if you have a mobile home, you don't own the land underneath. And if somebody wants to quadruple what they're charging you, you're a hostage. You can't mm -hmm. really move. Mobile homes aren't as mobile no. as the name. No, the, the, uh, those uh, axles are rusting right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so the thing is, is that there was a law passed in 1992 that said, uh, we're worried about new mobile home parks being built, so we're going to exempt any mobile home space or park built after 1992 from rent control. Well, now it's 30 years later. They have recovered their costs, and that's kind of a loophole. So I did a bill, and I came to a compromise that reinstitutes that after 15 years of recovering your costs for a new space and new mobile home, it automatically goes under the local rent control law yeah. if there is one. Yeah. Hmm. And so it's bringing a few hundred thousand people back into mobile home rent control that were yeah. out and gives the owners the chance to recover their costs. Yeah. So it's, and this, that just flew under the radar. This just got no notice. Hmm. And, <laughs> and the business groups that are active opposed it at first, and then I compromised with some of them. We got it there. Can we talk about windmills? Sure. So we have a... Oh, that's right. This is the reason... We we auctioned off leases of, I guess, water to anchor windmills off the coast. And the irony is, is it's not totally anchoring. They're, they're going to be floating. They're although, floating. Although the cable the cables the energy down will be anchored. Yeah, yeah. right. So the, Yeah, so... But we had the... Yesterday was the yes, auction? Yes, So yesterday we had an auction... Federal auction. Federal auction to, to, for land leases offshore to plant windmills that will generate, I heard, over a million homes. Is that correct? At least. Yes. And, and it's, 
They released in two places yesterday, and that's where they're being targeted initially in California, off of Humboldt County, which is Eureka mm -hmm. Arteva, right up there, and off of San Luis Obispo County, sort of off of King Gray and Bullard Bay. And they're out there, you know, state waters or whatever they are, 12 miles, and these are in federal waters. Mm -hmm. And so they've leased, and there's consortia. It, it, I found this out when I visited the windmills in don't Call from 1-4-0-8-4-6-1-0-2-8-5. Hey, buddy. How are you? How's it going?
so they want the industrial nations to help them cope with the results. I mean, right. for example, the snow on Mount Kilimanjaro is shrinking and shrinking, and they depend on water on different sides, mm. and their island nations in the South Pacific and the, you know, over in the Indian Ocean that could cease to exist. Right. And so they're like, you know, you guys did this, you gotta help us. And so this year there was finally agreement on on making some appropriations to try to help the countries that are should they should they be stepping on the gas all of a sudden? It seems like now with the climate change, it seems like we got to a point where we kind of like sort of moving along slowly. We need to kind of like get it out of put the handbrake exactly down. put the handbrake down because uh -huh. we're crossing right. over the percentages where some of the impacts are catastrophic. Right. And and I went on a I led a delegation of senators to Vancouver and Victoria in July, and I don't know where I was last year in their heat dome. I was reading about their heat dome, but there's this little small town. Uh, I'm blanking on the name, that's about an hour and a half north of Vancouver. It's a railroad town. It's about 300 people. <clears throat> and it just literally exploded and burned down in a minute in the middle of that heat dome. You know, and it, it's, it's like a mini paradise. It, and so those kinds of impacts, and they were, when we're talking to the people in, in the provincial government, they, you know, the hydro electric power is their main source, but if all of a sudden water is down, yeah. other stuff, right. then their power is challenged, and their mm -hmm. forests are challenged, and they have fires, and so there's all these issues they're facing that are not unlike some of the ones that we're facing in different ways. It's crazy, because you think of like Paradise Fire, tomorrow that's Vancouver's fire, you know, because as we warm up, we're going to move north. Well, oh, yes, I mean, I there was a time, there was an article two or three years ago that that said that uh, Santa Cruz County was going to be the new San Diego weather-wise. I love San Diego, but I live here because this is what this is, right. you, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and those kind of changes are dramatic. Yeah, they, yeah. they really are, and they're it's, dramatic in so many It's kind of a ways. joke, I say, is that Climate change has been good for Santa Cruz tourism because it's sunny every day. Like the June bloom. Oh, no, we just, uh, th that was just a discussion somewhere where I was because if you looked at uh, what happened in those 10 days of the heat wave, hundreds of thousands of people in California moved to the coast. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the the visitor serving no, industry no, was over. Yeah. 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 No, oh, I get it. Good. That's yeah. my joke is that it's it makes everyone flee from their towns and come out here thinking they're going to cool off. That's not the answer, right? Right. At all. The answer is addressing the root problem. Exactly. Yeah. Today, I, I bought a hybrid car today. Cool. Yeah. I just... No, I, I you know, have one and we're putting solar on and I'm trying to look at how we will run a, a thing to be able to have a place to plug it in the driveway and my yeah. spouse is like, we don't have an electric car. And it's like, well, A, we're going to at some point. Yeah, and not B, yet. People are going to want to visit us. Yeah, yeah, right. You know. How do you juggle what you, uh, being state senator, I mean, talking about going to Egypt and you're getting all, the, all these things that are falling. He's kind of a big wig. I think you're the conductor, and a lot of people have a band up. And, I, mean, I think yeah. I'm going to name you the conductor. Right? <laughs> but how do you deal with like, you, our, our town's problems, or Monterey's problems, or 
our small problems because we're a big we're a small town with big city problems no exactly and it's there's lots of ways where i want to help or right. i want to be involved today is that, is, that for, is that for your the under you know is that for the people underneath you or is that something you take oh no it's something i do okay. and, and and you know when you have the staff i have 16 staff members that are spread out all over um that you, they have to have their ear to the ground where they are. Some of them in Sacramento have to help me with agencies, maybe produce money or decisions or get stuff done. This morning I did a Zoom. Jeez, it went for an hour and a half with the top staff. I shut the show down too soon. <laughs> of the Coastal Commission. Yeah. And I said, okay, here are all these issues. You're slowing down approving railroad tracks into Monterey, and we've got to Diablo Canyon. And potentially going to help us preserve the lands and how are your things going with saving the beach at Oceana Dunes and um, I just started there's an affordable housing issue and how do you get into that with what you do and, and, and you know and big service doing a water, new plan. water a subject of you know affordable housing? Uh, always although excuse me Always for me, yeah. but it's like a colleague of mine that is one of the leading housing people, he came to a part of the district when I was running, he said, I'm tired of hearing that infrastructure is a problem. If you build the housing, everything will follow. And it's a good friend of mine, but he happens to be from San Francisco. And I said, you get all the Hetch Hetchy water. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. On the Central Coast, mm -hmm. we do not import water. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And Monterey has a water order. They don't have enough water for the people that are there right now, right. and yet they need a lot of affordable housing, and so water is tied to housing. To housing. Well, right. you're, so much of your realm is reservoir-based as well, and wells that are being depleted. depleted yeah. Um, I forget you go so far south. I go to the San Luis Obispo, Santa, Abyss, yeah. right. Santa Barbara County. I mean, we just talked about Oceana, because I have friends who are like, they're like bearing arms over Oceana right now. They're so up, like upset with what's going on down there. But it's it, that's a crazy. I you are all the way. You how yeah, many miles I've, of the coastline do you deal with? Do you know? I a couple hundred miles. Yeah, probably? I was going to say it's about two hundred, and it's uh, I have twenty one cities, and it, and it's going to change in redistricting in two years. I'm going to lose the Santa Clara part, and I'm going to gain all of Monterey County, so all Salinas and the Salinas Valley, and I'm going to gain San Benito, which is Hollister, San Benito. And you go, how many years do you have that? Two years in your tenure? Six. Six. Oh, Two six in years. my term, and I can run for another four years. Are you going to run for another four years? Uh, I'm not announcing it here, but okay, no. I, I bet yeah. you'll see me on Hell the ballot. Hell yeah, he announced it. I what bet you'll on? see me <laughs> on the ballot. <laughs> <in> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. He announced it right here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I came right out. I came right out. I'm not announcing it right now, but... You'll see me on the ballot. Yeah. And good. I feel you're here for the right reasons, John. And I just, if you're watching, I... It's just, you're not getting rich doing this, right? Is this like are you? No, no. I'm I'm collecting a, a couple of retirements and my salary, right. and it's making it work. I just we're just building an eight. My spouse should be negotiating for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him in. He's getting an he art studio out of this. You know, you have the energy to do this. It shows that you have the energy to do it. Yeah, you need and, and to push things along. I mean, uh, well, it maybe, gives you yeah. energy. People say. What drives you? And it's like you get something done and you feel right. like, I mean, that 
But that, doing the Watsonville Hospital thing, okay, bring it on. Let's, well, that's huge. We had Gail Newell here, and what'd she say? There's not enough beds because there's not enough nurses because we don't have the facilities to create both of those. You saved yeah, a, a giant part of our puzzle right. for human safety in this county. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. Okay. That's see. huge. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. What are you doing? Homelessness. Oh. Is there an answer? You got an answer for that? We have beaten that. We've beaten it. Yeah. No, it's just all of the above. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, it's interesting because I would say that in the time we were out of session, um, I went and visited almost any place that they're doing homeless services in the district. I went to the, the place that people park in Morgan Hill. I went to the homeless shelter in, in, uh, in Salinas. I got money for the one they're building in Monterey. I went to the one in Seaside. I went to the tiny homes in Grover Beach. I went to the Motel 6 they're converting in Paso Robles. They have a great center in Atascadero. They have a comprehensive one in San Luis Obispo. And it's sort of like everybody's doing different things because it's what works for their community. And I just met with the Santa Cruz people because last year, the big budget ask that Mark Stone and I did was to get Santa Cruz money for homelessness. And so when they just closed the San Lorenzo Park Camp, one of the things was is they use that money to where they're providing temporary shelter at the armory and they were able to meet with every single person in the campground and offer them housing. And how many, way, how many, how many people? I, I think uh, uh, between a third and 40% said yes, but then you can't sue. Normally, they have a right to keep going with the campground if they can't be offered other housing. They were all offered housing. Right. And so there wasn't a single legal action against closing that campground. Wow. And so there are these things going on, and they're trying to build, I'm not going to get the number right, an 118-unit low-income uh, housing facility at Housing Matters at River Street and, and uh, Highway 1 in Santa Cruz. And it's $44 million. Mark Stone got to make. They've got grants for about 20 million more, and we really need about five of those in some form in the county. You really need housing at the, see, because the real trouble of the construction of housing is we're doing okay constructing market rate housing. A lot of people can't afford market rate housing. It's like, how about that strata of, of affordable and low income? And it's hard because it's hard for a developer to pencil it out and get the money, and so that's where the state needs to Yes. Work with people. Especially here in Santa Cruz. Yes. We're number one of the highest square foot per dollar in the country, maybe. And that's really tough. I know about back, there's a development they're trying to do. And the, the property owner says, it doesn't pencil out with what they allow me to build. It's tough in this county. No, I, well, this ADU we're building was not cheap. And ADUs, I, what did I say earlier? Yeah. I honestly think the future of housing in our county is ADUs and making it affordable and easy to obtain for property owners. Because those are normally younger, single, growing, working, stay in the community, contribute, future tax contributors. 
that don't have a bed. Yes. Because all these bed, all these houses in Pleasure Park. And the there, school, the school measure that passed for the Santa Cruz School District included, I think it was 180 units of affordable housing for teachers and school employees, and I think that's going to be on the former natural bridges. And the state's requiring that now for cities. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that because the state's requiring it without giving people the resources for the the most affordable housing. Or knowing how much dirt's available Yeah, there's going to be a conflict when people can't deliver. Right. Because right. And, and, and right now, Gavin Newsom's position is that he wants to enforce against the cities and the counties as if they have the option to do it. And I don't think that's going to be fair over time. Yeah. And I think those cities and yeah. counties are terrified of that. Yes. Because they don't have the whereabouts to create Well, he this. wants them to, this is not as negative as it's going to sound, he wants them to be terrified about it because he wants them to do whatever they can on affordable mm -hmm. housing. Right. You know, but then there is going to be a place where people of goodwill are not going to be able to yeah, do some of that. Yeah, it's tough, yeah. Your job's not easy. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, do you, think you would have, uh, have improved the, your constituents since you started? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But well, there's lots of things, but just given that comment, there's so much to do mm -hmm. and there's so much that's needed. Right. You know, you bite off what you can do and, and, and go for it. Yeah. So I'm trying to help with the, the Santa Cruz end of the county get way ahead of the homelessness, trying to do what's in your hospital. Well, but, and you know, all the way down to Oceana Dunes. Yes, and we have big water issues on the Monterey Peninsula. Mm -hmm. and I sort of helped them this year in the budget with a an emergency recharge well to put more water recycling in and out, which is a drought project, but good yeah. over time. Nacimiento's empty. And I got yes. them uh, valves at the bottom because they can't access the so-called dead pools that are below the things, and those valves are long broken, so 6.9 million to those two dams to fix the valves at the bottom. Yeah. You know, so oh. yeah, you just plug away, and I finally got smart enough that yeah, you get a certain amount that they might allow you to do, and I jammed the water ones into the water budget and the Cayucos Veterans Hall into the parks budget, and the one in the education budget is that the uh, the Cal Poly facility in Swanton that burnt in the CZU fire, they were $22 million short of rebuilding everything after you got the money from FEMA and after you got the insurance money, so I got $22 million in the education budget completely rebuild the Swanton thing. <coughs> so we complimented Rosie. Uh, okay, clap again. John Laird, everything up for everybody. We complimented, we complimented Rosie at the beginning of the show, but I wanted to just to compliment uh, your take on what Mark Stone did. And uh, we both attended his retirement party the other day, but you obviously uh, know him better than me, obviously. And can you tell a little, little bit about what he did? And uh, Well, the thing about Mark that's really interesting is he's, there's this cliche in politics that, you know, you're a workhorse and not a show horse. And Mark was a workhorse. And he was, you and I attended the event and that, that had him on the stage <laughs> when all of us uh, spoke and he was mortified. Yeah. I think he'd have rather been sitting <laughs> yeah. around the fire doing anything else. Yeah, he didn't like, he, well, he, was, he was squirming. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, and yet, there were really heartfelt tributes. He, uh, when he started, I think he was chair of health and human services and he really took foster kids as his issue and did a lot. He was chair of the judiciary committee, which normally only a 
attorneys know about, but it includes consumer protection, civil rights, as well as legal processes and things. And he was just stellar because a lot of times people get into the interest groups and they forget why they came there, and that was never an issue with him. Right. And so, and, and, and I joked in my comments because he was one of the first people that asked me to run for the Senate. I said, we'll be a great team. I'm really looking forward to it. You and I just sink. And then I'm there two years and he bails. Yeah. <laughs> and I really teased him about it. But, 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 but he, was that an influence for you to do this? Well, it helped. Yeah. It helped. And, and knowing that he was there and you could just program. And you see, the example I used at his thing is I had this bill last year. That was really a tough bill. Another one sort of under the radar that was big, and that is that California is one of five states where if you have pain and suffering due to somebody else's negligence, you sue them. But if you die, those rights die. Your mm -hmm. family might still have negligence claims and mm -hmm. civil action, but you don't get the pain and suffering claims. And so then COVID is happening and courts are slowing down and people are waiting out people that are dying yeah, yeah. and losing this. And so I did a bill that said pain and suffering benefits do not die with the person that it happened to. And it was a really hard, I mean, we're one of five states. We did it for 60 years. There are certain interests that really benefited by that. So I get it out of the uh, uh, Senate, and when I'm over in the assembly, I end up making a compromise that I didn't feel like I had to give much. I just took a, um, uh, it'll expire in four years if it's not renewed, but my view is it'll prove itself that that'll be a, a sunset, right. is what I took. Right. And then Mark is chair of the Judiciary Committee and presented it on the floor. So he sort of helped make sure with me that it got out of judiciary, and then he moved it on the floor, and the governor signed it. Mm. Yeah, and it was, and, and he knew how important it was as well. And so he was very quiet. Didn't want to be. Didn't, didn't want to be at that stage, right? Pretty yeah. quiet guy. He was a big dude. Yes, right? he's a big tall. Full boating dude. The chances of him coming on the show are percentage wise. <laughs> oh, chances. Can I guess? I think low because right now. He is so excited about being done. Right. I think you'll get him at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 40%. Yeah. 40%. I don't think yeah. you will. I think, I think it'll go more. up over time. Okay, yeah. No because rush. I think then he'll be ready to, to sort of be retrospective and yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Maybe after he checks the ticket, right? Then it's yeah. like, no liability, let's, go, yeah, let's yeah. talk about it. No, I think, yeah. uh, and it's interesting. I think he was ready to be done. He could have had two more years. And his district changed dramatically, and he would have had to work really hard in new areas. And he knew he was getting ready to support uh, Gail Kellerin for the seat in 2024. And so it worked really well. He knew that there was somebody there that was really good that was going to take the mantle, that he was happy mm -hmm. supporting. Yeah. And, and he was ready to go. And I think the assembly has been really chaotic the last year and the last few years. It's, I used to resent when I was in the assembly, the fact that the Senate was steady and the upper house and all this other stuff. And, and, and now I fight and fight and fight to keep from getting caught into the inner house right, stuff. Right. But they're really chaotic and they just had this speakership fight that went on for a year. Yeah. And you weren't sure how certain things were gonna work when you got into the assembly. And I think well, if you're somebody like Mark that's there for the right reasons, that's really tiring. Yeah. You gonna work tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow I'm gonna work and then I'm, Gonna go away okay. Saturday.
So what, what are you working on tomorrow? Uh, I have a, uh, well, I'm participating in a water conference remotely. Uh-huh. And I'm... Worldwide water or local, local California water? California water. Okay. Uh, uh, and and um, I've got a Zoom with the Cal Poly president to talk about some of the Diablo issues and to try to make sure we're programming in the right way. I'm talking with somebody about UCSC and their housing thing. And I'm going, I'll have other things. You have lunch? <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> but, but then also I'm going to go to Gail Pellerin's ceremonial swearing in as the yeah. last thing and then I'm uh, going to drop the yeah. aside. <clears throat> Yay for Gail. Yay Thanks, for Sean. Gail. This yeah. was fun. Thanks for having me. Sean, seriously. Well, again, <clears throat> anyone who's just, just listened, you're, you have, I think, the community's interest. No. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I want to congratulate you for that. For the hospital. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, cool. and just everything you're doing makes sense. So I I congratulate that. Yeah. For having uh, the community's back, my back. Uh, quick question. Number one for next year. Do you have one? Not sure yet. I mean, because I think we're going to follow up on a lot of the climate electricity stuff. I introduced a bill in basic form on Monday about safety of battery storage because there was an event in Los Angeles. Oh, that's right. And we need about. the battery storage, but we also need fire and safety standards. And For the batteries. Yeah, right. and notification. And so I introduced a bill and I'm going to move on that. Yeah. Will we see windmills ever out here? No. No? This is the sanctuary. The sanctuary. sanctuary won't have windmills. Yeah. And even if we did have them here, they'd be way out yeah. somewhere. Right, miles. right. 20 yeah. miles out. Yeah. Right. Okay. John Laird, everybody, by the way. Yes, and I don't Thank have you. to ask you to stay in touch, because you will. <laughs> Neil, what's uh, coming next up? Week, next week, Dave Eber. Oh, the Dave shark Eber, guy. Shark guy. Number one shark person on the planet. Dave Eber is going to... What is he named? Like 50, 50 sharks? He's named 50 species named that he 50 found. 50 species of shark. Yeah. Debunked the shark bracelet. Yeah. Debunked the, the sea snake wetsuit. Yeah. Debunk him. Yeah, so if you have a question guy. about sharks, Mr. Dave Ebert will debunk that immediately. So, uh, John Laird, again, thank you so much for My being pleasure. here. Yeah, appreciate you. Appreciate you, T Fox. Thanks for having us. Neil? Thanks, buddy. Great show. Yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs>